welcome to the Massive Attack, 12 Days of Christmas Comedies. I'm your host, Mitch, and with me is Joe. Hello, Mitch. Hello. And, yes, they all can't be winners, as we found out yesterday, but let's see. Hopefully, we've improved. So, day three? Yes. No two broke girls? No. No. It's appropriate that we did two broke girls for day two. Ah, didn't even think of that. No, I didn't think about that till then, either. (laughs) Different strokes for different folks, really. (laughs) Ah, anyway, all right, yes, today we are talking about the 80s classic family comedy classic, Different Strokes. Yes. What you talk about, Willis? (laughs) Still guessing. Really? Classic. Oh, uh, yeah. You so, seem, yes. You seem pained. We are looking at the 1982 episode. 82. From season five and season five, episode 12, called Santa's Helper. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Well, you remember different strokes? I do, but I remember it being funnier. Yeah, but you got to remember... 1982, how old were you? 11. All right. Now, just imagine we got it a year or two after. Okay. So, so even 84. So, you're between 11 and 13. What's your viewing habits at that time? Are you watching classic comedies and other stuff? Or are you watching family comedies like Growing Pains and Family Ties? And I probably was, sort of but or, I was- Or English stuff. You I was English? probably also watching Dad's Army, as we mentioned in a couple of episodes ago. Uh, was I low or low that early? Probably I don't not. know if it was, I, but I, I was I, definitely I. watching- <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely watching Dad's Army. Mm. I was probably watching... It Ain't Half Hot Mum. Maybe. And as far as American shows go, I was probably watching... Was the A-Team on back then in 82? Be around. Yeah. yeah. I don't That's know. That's not comedy, though. So oh. when you say funny, yes. what is your point of comparison? <laughs> you know, Dad's Army and this. Yeah, well, it was funnier than Dad's Army. <laughs> but then watching a pile of spew on the ground is funnier than Dad's Army. <laughs> well, depends on that. That can be very funny. But yes, no, so, all right, so... Different strokes is I got a fondness and a memory for it. So you know, I grew up watching that, and obviously my parents weren't fans because I they wouldn't watch it with me, and I sort of like go and tell them, retell them the jokes because <laughs> I can imagine a ten year old retelling jokes is the funniest thing ever. But yeah, so what like, you're oh, talking about, Anthony? Exactly. Yeah, just, oh, oh, and then Arnold did this. <laughs> he talked about his fish Abraham. I don't know. And then the guy from the bike store <laughs> touched up Dudley. <laughs> I was wondering very how far. Special I was really wondering how far we would get in before we talked about Dudley getting touched up in the bike shop because for me that's, that's different strokes. <laughs> but anyway, yes. so different strokes launched the career of Gary Coleman Pretty and probably was, was the, career. the career of Gary Coleman yes. and ruined two other lives. Dana Plato yeah, was that yeah. the sister? Yes, she went on have a drug problem and died. Yes. Did soft core porn and died. Yes. Todd Bridges survived, but had, did have a drug problem and went to jail for a while. But he was on Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Wrestling. He's good. He's come. He's. I'm great. I'm glad to see Todd Bridges. Willis is is doing okay. I'm happy for that because child fame sucks. It can yes. really fuck with people. And yeah, I know. The, the tragic story is that you know Gary Coleman died in his forties, broke, fucked over by a wife or a girlfriend or something, took all his money, and he was a security guard at a mall. Yeah, it's tragic. If you put up a, not a Mount Rushmore because that's four people, but you you put up icons of the eighties to me, and if you go early eighties, as an impressionable use of the age of twelve, he is one of the. People that was the faces of my time, you know, my youth. Him and Emmanuel Lewis were just oh, all there was. Emmanuel Lewis is a wannabe Gary <laughs> Gary Coleman. It's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of tragic how it ended. It's very tragic. I think, yeah. So, but, so, but, yes. but, but let's not bring us down. I mean, this is meant to be 
Christmas and happy times. So right, let's so, talk about Christmas. And well, before we jump into Christmas, let, let's talk about the premise of Different Strokes. So Willis and Arnold are orphans. Is that the case? Yes, they are orphaned. They are from Harlem, and they they were they were children of a single mother. And that single mother used to be the maid of this guy called Mr. Drummond, who had an apartment on Park Avenue, and she died. And Mr. Drummond took the kids in to look after them himself. Yes, as you do. And where does his daughter fit in? That's his daughter. Yeah, but she looks so much younger than he is. Oh, he was probably 20. It's just people looked older back then, you know? It's like, yes, but I don't know the story. But, yeah, he's a single dad with a teenage daughter and a, they got a maid. So there were three maids or housekeepers or whatever they were wanting to be called in the show. And you started off with Mrs. Garrett, who went off to do Facts of Life yep. in a spin-off crossover. Yeah. And then you had Pearl, who's in the episode we're talking about today. And then you had Adelaide was the one that they finished off. Was she the little old lady with the, the blonde hair? Yes, the, from the, movie, the white hair? From the movie Moving Violations. Yes. With Bill Murray's brother, who was in Scrooged. There you go. <laughs> It all comes back to Scrooge, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. So, so that's that's, that's the, different strokes. That's yeah. So you got that sort of fish out of water. The boys, you know, black boys from from Harlem mm. in the Swish Park Avenue lifestyle. You know, that's sort of thrown about a bit in the earlier seasons, and yeah, it's not really as much later on because you've got to accept that sort of thing. So you know. It, it, I grew up loving this show. This was one of those things. I think we've talked about it on previous episodes, the episode with um, Knight Rider, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. A crossover. It was. Yeah. <laughs> crossover. <laughs> yeah, where you know, different strokes had the crossover with, they may have done, they did a, not, maybe not an A-team one, but they did one with Mr. Mr. T. Mr. T, and, definitely, yeah. And they also did one with, yeah, um, with Knight Rider. So, so that's the premise of the show. So this is what, season five, did you say? Yep, season, season five. five. So it's Christmas time. Arnold's asking his brother and sister for money because he spent all his money already. And it's like, what? Well, what do you need money for? And he goes, I want to buy Christmas presents. Like, well, where's your allowance gone? And he goes, oh, I had to buy an ET alarm clock. So that dates the show just there and then. Yeah. Yeah. So they go, well, you need to go and get more money somehow. So he's walking the street looking all despondent. And he finds one of those Santa Claus ringing a bell with the, what do you call it? Collection bucket. A bucket. Yeah. Yeah. To collect money. And he ends up getting a gig. He talks to that. And it's actually played by Garrett Morris, who we talked about yesterday on Two Broke Girls. Yes. He's Earl, the cashier. Yeah. So he ends up giving him his sob story. And he goes, well, if you make some extra money, can help here. And he's telling him how to get more money out of people by looking sad and doing this and essentially being a con man. Yep. To get more money out of people for charity. But yeah. So he does all right. He buys his gifts and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, Garrett Morris being black and Arnold being black, you know, it's sort of like he's chatting away and thinks he's, you know, like him, destitute kind of thing. And then the more Arnold talks and tells him, it's like more information comes out as he goes, what? Your dad's a what? Yeah, you, my dad's a corporation. Where? Yeah, your dad's hmm. got a corporation and you live in Park Avenue. Oh, interesting. You know? Just and- pausing there for a tick. Did, did they ever explain what Mr. Drummond actually does? No. He just runs a corporation Run a and business of some sort. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what's name ends up walking past Mr. Drummond. Yeah, and he introduces himself, and they they have a bit of a chat. Garrett, and Mr. Drummond, and all that sort of thing, and then it comes down to Christmas Eve, and then it's like all about Christmas presents, and they're all around the tree, and they're going, "Where's my present? I don't see my present anywhere," you know, and this and that. And Mr. Drummond's like, "Oops, I forgot." But what happened is he organised with the guy playing Santa, Garrett, to pop in as Santa and deliver the presents himself, which was very nice. It's all a great moment of everyone. They're all exchanging gifts and stuff like that, and they're all telling him how that oh, there's some nice Christmas decorations. Oh, they're all stealing silver and all these sort of things. Yeah, and. And yeah, as he leaves, he says goodbye, Merry Christmas to everyone, and he they show him stick a bit of tape or gum over the door, the door handle, 
Or the, the locking the le- sort of latch yeah. thing in the door. And so, okay. So then he comes back and they wake up the next morning and all the trees being stolen. Like, but, well, actually, you see you, footage. Yeah, yeah. Before you get there, they wake up the next morning because the ET alarm clock goes off and his head <laughs> extends and his finger goes. Yes, that's true. But uh, you actually do see Santa and two elves come yep. in and break in. You don't see them take anything, but you see them break in and it goes to commercial break. So, yeah, the next morning they wake up and the tree's gone. They stole the tree. Not as, just as the decorations. They stole the tree, the decorations, the all the silverware, all the presents. Mm. You know. And his video camera, because Mr. Drummond's been videotaping everything. And my God, is it a big fucking video camera. <laughs> like, the video camera itself is handheld and almost, like, two-handed to hold and connected to the, the you know, the sash that goes goes over your shoulder and the video was actually recorded in a separate box to the video camera and that's how big it was. This is what it was like in 1982. Yeah, so they're all upset and despondent and all this sort of stuff and then we're talking about their gifts that they were going to give each other and all that sort of stuff. That was quite a It is kind of a cute moment. Yeah, it's a nice scene. And I forget how we twigged, but wasn't they figured it out? Yeah, I think they go back down to see Santa again the next day. Um, Arnold is is That's right, Arnold goes back and he's he's managed to save just one present and it's the watch that he was going to buy for Santa. Yeah, it was Garrett's character. Yeah. And he feels guilty and he's talking about how he lost everything. He and doesn't have his presence. He doesn't have this and we're all that. And the special cufflinks that he bought for his dad. And I think Santa's actually wearing the cufflinks, mm, is he, or something? Like yeah, yeah, there's some sort of thing that twigs there. And then Arnold didn't really twig, but it's more Mr. Drummond himself. No, yeah, he didn't twig. So he just sort of laid it on thick and didn't realise. So um, they're having dinner and this is when they had that, that special moment when they're all talking about the present. They would have got each other. Then there's a doorbell rings and they open the door and all the presents are sitting outside. Yeah. And you know, our presents are back and there's a note saying the rest of the stuff's in a yeah, storage, storage facility locker, yeah. somewhere else. Check it out. And that's when I think Mr. Drummond figured it out who it might be and he goes down and has a chat to him and they sort of clear the air. Yeah. I won't say anything if you sort yourself out. You know, this bogus charity you're pretending to run if you, you know, I won't say anything. And he yeah. ends up giving him his, and then they're chatting away, they shake hands and then Garrett sort of goes off. Mr. Drummond, here you go, and he hands him his watch back because he just lifted his watch while they were shaking hands. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, 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 you keep it because Mr. Drummond's awesome. Conrad Bain, the guy who plays Mr. Drummond, national treasure. Yeah. Everyone wants a dad like that. Rich Park Avenue, penthouse living. Maybe, I don't corporation, know. Corporation, shitloads of money, has good moral integrity. Hmm. No Trump in this guy. He's good no, awesome. exactly. What, what I didn't get watching this again, and just as far as different strokes as a whole goes, who was it aimed at? Was it aimed at young urban African-Americans that are aspiring to move in with white guys? Was it about white guys feeling good about bringing in African-Americans into their homes? like both. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not being in either of those demographics, I don't really understand. Not being a rich white guy or being an African-American. Obviously, I I am white. (laughs) Just in case case you didn't know listening to the episodes. But yeah, I I just don't know who it was for. And you made reference to something while we were watching it and and just thinking at it now. Dana Plato, who plays, I can't think what her name is. What's Kimberly? Kimberly. You said it yourself while we were watching it. She just dresses like an old woman when she's meant to be a teenager. I'm assuming it's the fashion of the time, but she really does dress like... Like a old woman, not like a not like a oh she's fifteen dressing like a twenty five year old. No, she dresses like a four, fifty year old. Yeah, well, fifty's not even old nowadays, but old. She does <laughs> it's frills and lace and very conservative, old worldy almost. It's yeah, it's a little house know. on the prairie ish. Almost, yeah. It's a very strange. Mm. And it's a fashion of the time, I guess. It must be. Because then when Pearl comes out in the morning, she's wearing like the full like nighty dressing gown, hair rollers. Yeah, but that's just stereotypes. Because she's the maid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right, then. Hmm. 
So, I mean, for nostalgia's sake, it was good. I can't lie and say I haven't seen it for a long time because one of the digital channels here in, in Australia play Different Strokes quite often on a Saturday and it was generally after taking my boy swimming lessons. We'd okay. come home and he'd have a snooze and Different Strokes would just happen to be on and I found myself not being able to turn <laughs> you, it off. You found yourself. I did find myself. <laughs> I looked at that. That's me. I'm that little black boy. No. Yeah, so I, I was compelled to watch it. But the la- later seasons when he got remarried and they brought in the fucking stupid hair curtain kid, the ginger nut. Oh, oh yes, I do remember fuck, that. Fuck, they were terrible. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's all terrible, but he was he was Sam. Hmm. Sam's his name. Hmm. I hate Sam. He's like the Scrappy-Doo or the fucking Orco of the whole world. <laughs> well, he's not really Orco because Orco was there from the start. No, but he's annoying like yes. Orco. But I do have a soft spot for different strokes for some reason. And I think it's just because I, it just tapped into me at that right age where it's like, yeah. And it's where I got a lot of my morals from. Hmm. Like that's what these shows are about. I mean, when you say who's it for? And it's definitely for kids. It's not for adults. Adults don't watch it. Well, I do now. <laughs> but, you know, my parents didn't watch it. They yeah. would find other things to do when I was watching it because they don't get shit out of it. Hmm. But so I guess for me, not knowing things like the Jeffersons and all that sort of stuff, I didn't grow up watching or good times. But, you know, obviously back in 78, I must have started, or 79. Yeah, probably around that time. You know, the, the black culture and... You know, it was a terrible time in America in the 70s. So it was a lot of poverty. There was a lot of unemployment. Mm. And obviously Park, Park Avenue was always affluent. Yeah. So it was sort of like it, there was a real, really weird cross barrier sort of stuff going on there. But I wouldn't know what Park Avenue was. I wouldn't know what Harlem was back then. Yeah, exactly. So this, is, this informed me of that sort of stuff. Hmm. But also, just you know, I just don't know. it was a kids' show in the sense that it was very moralistic and it had a lot of a lot of stuff going on about yeah, right you know, and wrong and yeah, doing, and doing what's best. Don't go so. to bike shops. Yeah. I haven't been to a bike shop since. I've never learned to ride a bike since then. <laughs> I don't know what so, happened to me. What happened to Dudley? No. Now, as far as comedy goes, I think there was probably a couple of laughs in this. There wasn't any huge laughs. No. But there was a few little chuckles. I mean, it's, a lot of it's based on Gary Coleman. The show, yeah. He's the star of the show. And he is the comedy I don't know if of that the was show. the plan. Like, it'd be interesting to go back and watch that first couple of episodes of the first season just to see if Gary Coleman was the breakout star that they were going to centre this show around or the concept of the show was enough to sell this. Hmm. But he definitely became... He's the star. Yeah. If you talk about different strokes, you're talking about Gary Coleman. Hmm. Conrad Bain, like I said, is a national treasure. But it's it's the Gary Coleman show, which is another thing that's actually a cartoon called the Gary Coleman show. Yeah. He plays a dead character. Mm. He's an angel. There you go. Weird. And I don't think he actually did the what you're talking about Willis line in this episode either, did he? Not that I remember. Yeah. Hmm. No catchphrase. No. Yeah, so it's, like I said, I got a lot of morals from this. Like, and this show was steeped in that because it's all about the redemption, you know. So, like, the bad person and the right triumphed over wrong hmm. just by being good. Okay, so... Should we go through our Christmas checklist? Yep. Was it, is it a Christmas episode? Yes. Oh, of course it is. They're, they're all Christmas episodes, but how Christmassy is it? All right. Do we have an exchange of gifts? We certainly do. Yes. Twice. Add imaginary gifts too. Uh, three times. So they get bonus points for they that? They get the gifts. They get the gifts stolen. They talk about the gifts they were going to get and then get, they get the again. gifts back. Mm-hmm. Was there a Christmas meal? Yes, because they talked about they talked about the gifts they were going to give yeah. over the meal. And they couldn't use the best silverware while they were having the meal. Correct. I don't think you actually see a turkey or anything like that. No, I that didn't know. There was no reference to the meal itself. Oh, yeah, I think one. they were just sitting at the table waiting for the meal to appear. Yeah. All right. 
there was definitely a tree in decorations. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And there was reference to the fact that, yes, they were expensive decorations. Mm-hmm. There was definitely conflict and resolution. There was. There you go. And the only thing I think we were missing was religion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was talk about. No. No, I don't think there was no religion. That was pretty. It was purely Santa Christmas. It wasn't a religious Christmas. Correct. Yep. Mm. No religion. So. No nativity. Ticks a lot of boxes. Yep. So definitely a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. And nostalgia, it, it is something that I did enjoy watching again. I didn't hate it. No. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there watching it and it, it is cheesy. It could be cheesier, but it wasn't that cheesy. Hmm. Which you go back to, especially because there's a lot of comedies where I grew up watching a lot of comedies, you know, American comedies particularly, but we got a lot of English stuff too. But they seem to be, especially with American stuff, you have your kids slash family comedies, like different strokes would be in your kids. Then you go to things like Family Ties, Growing Pains, that's your sort of family comedies. And then you get things like Cheers and Murphy Brown. And they're what I would call adult comedies. Yeah. You score together, there's transitional sort of thing. And a lot of the kid stuff, like Webster that you mentioned before, and a few other things like that. You know, Little Mr. Wonder. Belvedere, Small Wonder, yes. That's the one. Yeah. Um, Silver Spoons, yeah. Charles in Charge, <laughs> Square Pegs. <laughs> and, and they are pretty cheesy. Like, I bring up Square Pegs because it's a show we never got here, but we did read about it. That there was a Christmas episode, so we went and watched it. It's the only episode of this 12 Days of Christmas specials that we've done where we nixed it within 10 minutes going, fuck this, we're not doing it. Yeah. We'll find something else to watch because <laughs> it was pretty terrible. So, Different Strokes wasn't terrible. I'll no, give it that. it definitely wasn't terrible. Yeah. Yes. So, that's, that's about it for now. I think everyone should go off. And I'm sure people are busy. It's Christmas. It's crazy. You've got to catch up with other people. So we'll, we'll let you go. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. We will. And we will be back for day four. Yeah. So, right. you know, pretty much don't shop online now. You're done. If you've got to buy presents and running late, go to the shops. Don't shop online. It won't be delivered in time. You just don't want that grief. So just, and it's Joe's birthday in a couple of weeks. So just remember that. Yes. It's Christmas before that, though. And that's more. Yeah, but it's only a couple of days after. So, you know, you got time. Any of those late gifts that you can't get for Christmas, you don't know what to do with Joe's birthday a few days after. All right. Hmm. Now that you've plugged that. <laughs> All right. And we'll be back tomorrow with day four. Thank you, Mitch. I just want to. I just want to. I really, really want to